Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could join us as well. Well, I know we're just now beginning the month of June, but if you're like me, you're already putting together your summer reading list and sharing the books that you've enjoyed or want to put, make sure that you are able to get read. I have a book that I definitely want you guys to consider. It's by author. Victoria Benton Frank. It's called My Magnolia Summer. I love this book. Such great themes in this book about family, but also learning about oneself and getting to know one enough better enough to be able to love one, oneself first. We'll talk to Victoria not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for her to already see the response to the characters. And of course, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy of the book. Victoria, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. Well, look, this is exciting times for you. I mean, I know, I mean, the buzz around this book has been crazy. And I think the thing for me, I went into the book, Victoria, not really knowing what to expect. And it definitely, I mean, was something that excited me and I've been telling people about. What has it been like for you, Victoria, to see the way that people are responding to these characters and to the story? It's very surreal. You know, I think, first of all, super grateful and happy because it's been mostly positive. I've been very, very fortunate. Um, But it's surreal because, you know, as a first-time writer, you write, or really as any, I guess, any book is probably going to feel like this. But, you know, you live with these characters in your head, and it's a very solitary existence. You're creating this world and these people, and you're talking to them, and you're, you know, and then all of a sudden – somebody else knows them. So it's like someone's reading your mind or talking to you about your dreams that you haven't shared yet. It's very weird in that way. But it's awesome because, you know, art is a subjective thing. And when you put something out with your intentions, it's interesting to see how other people respond to it because it's not always exactly what you intended, um, but it's cool. I mean, it's real. It's great. I think the characters are relatable and it's, it's great to see some people positively responding to them. Yeah, and I think that's such a, an interesting thing. And I would say this too for those who haven't read the book yet. One of the things that Victoria does that I think is is so is so cool is that we're able to be able to get different perspectives in this book of what's happening in the the characters' worlds. Did you know going in, Victoria, that's something you wanted to do? That it wasn't just going to be Magnolia or Maggie that we got to know, but also characters like Violet be able to get better understand her as well. Um, you know, yes and no. I think I always liked the idea of writing from a perspective of another character because I had intentionally set up a multi-generational story. So I mm-hmm. wanted to explore writing different voices and different ages and different stages in life. Um, but, you know, Violet, it's funny that you bring her up because that's what my next book is, her book. So mm-hmm. I fell in love with girls so much that I didn't want to leave them. And so their voices continue into my next book. But I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, a few things, way to answer that question. I think all writing is self-taught. You're like master's degree in how to write a novel. And so I think you learn and you find new things that interest you as a writer. One would be writing from different perspectives and different time periods. So it sort of evolved. Um, It was originally just going to be Maggie, but then, you know, I wanted to hear what Violet had to say. Right. And there's such an interesting – 
contradiction, it seems like, in some ways, Victoria, between um, between Maggie and Violet. And what I mean by that, I'll talk around it, is that I think because of having lived life the way that that, that Maggie has, um, mm-hmm. definitely may not have the the wide-eyed optimism that maybe Violet seems to have <laughs> in, in right. the book. Um, well, what was that dynamic like for you to kind of play with? Yeah. Um, well, it's first child, second child. You know what I mean? I mean, the oldest girl or the oldest child in every family has higher expectations and more pressure on them typically. Not always, but typically. And the second child, she's a baby. So, you know, people loved her. And she she was raised in a different sort of situation. Um, the parents were more stable when she was younger, and so the environment was different. Um, and, again, we're talking around it because I don't want to reveal too much. But yeah. I think that I think I wanted to create opposites, and that was sort of – not it's funny. I had another question from another interview I was on, and they asked me, you know, what was your relationship like? How did you get inspired to write these characters, and were they based on anyone you knew? And and they're actually based on the opposite of people I knew because, like for mm. example, I had a fabulous relationship with my mom, so I wanted to write a bad relationship with a mom, and what was that like? And then I wanted opposites yeah. between the characters, like Maggie and Violet. I wanted Violet to be more prim and proper, and I wanted Maggie to be a little bit more rock and roll rebel. And I wanted to play with that as as women at at this point in their life. Yeah, I, I think, and that's the thing. And I mentioned in my introduction about getting to to know and love oneself because Maggie or Magnolia yeah. is is someone who goes through a lot of stuff, right? And yeah. and has life happens as we all do, but it, it's all about what you're going to look like on the other side. Um, and as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Victoria, that you initially wanted to tell her story. What was it like for you to slip into her skin, though? Because I, I could imagine you, you became very close to her, having written the majority of the book in her voice. What was it like for you, kind of, to get to experience life as her? Um, well, I think I, you know, in a way, I think I'm a lot like Maggie. Certainly, my younger self was, and I she did. So it was more of a return to a headspace that I had I have graduated from. Um, but she, you know, her struggle with deciding what she wants to do and kind of fighting against her destiny and, you know, listening to her heart versus the voices around her and sort of finding a way to make all those things gel together, you know, which I think is sort of what self-discovery and coming of age is, is when you realize, okay, well, these people who love me have always told me I should do this. And then, but I really want to do this. How do I make those things work together? And sometimes that's a conscious question and sometimes it's a subconscious question. Certainly for me, it was a subconscious question. Like my mother always told me I would be a writer. I never believed her. And then here I am. So, you know, sometimes you can't escape who you are. Um, But it's also about finding love and respect for yourself and staying true to your own personal goals as well. Yeah, I think that's such a great point, and I think it's a great reminder for all of us, for sure. I want to say for those who are just tuning in on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome author Victoria Bitten-Frank to our broadcast today. Victoria is celebrating her new book, her debut novel, I should mention, My Magnolia Summer. I'm going to remind you how you can be able to get your own copy as well. Food plays an interesting part in this as well, of course, definitely for Maggie. Uh, because of profession, uh, but also I think just in general, as we're able to see with the different characters, we're able to get to know things about them, what they like. Talk to us about that. How did you decide that role that food was going to play in, in this book? You know, I think it was unintentional because I was writing about a chef, but personally, mm. I 
feel that there's no way better to get to know somebody what they like to eat. I mean, food is an absolute, you know, diary of your culture, your heritage, your family. Um, food is memories. It's it's a whole what you hold sacred. It's you know, the recipes come from stories themselves and carry weight within your family, and they're sort of a little snapshot of where you come from. So I think for me, especially writing about women in the South, um, all of us Southerners here, we, we love food. So it's going to always be – it's almost like food are always going to be secondary characters in a Southern novel. I think you can't escape either one of them. Um, and if you do, then it takes quite a different tone. <laughs> so I think I wanted – I wanted the food to be delicious, and I think it's a great sensory um, tool for a reader to understand how somebody's feeling and understand the environment around them. You know, what someone eats tells a lot about the character. So, like, if she's eating mac and cheese and fried chicken and, like, all that, oh, she's southern, and she doesn't care about calories, she doesn't care about delicious food. You know, if she's eating little salads and iced tea unsweetened, then it's a different kind of woman. You know, so I think I wanted to describe – it's another way to describe somebody. I love that, and I think that's it, and I mentioned to you before you we went on here, Victoria, that when I was telling people about the title, before they knew that Magnolia was a person, <laughs> you know, I mean, as well, you know, they they were they were excited about the title, like, okay, well, well I probably should explain. <laughs> it could have been about a gardener, you know what I mean? It could yeah, right, right. Exactly, and so, I, you know, I always have to do that, so... So that they 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 uh, they get it. Now I will say this though, and again talking around this, I the other thing that gets me about this book is that how you know we all have heard about you know you know can you go back you know and and, and I think there's so many interesting things I think about this book that I think regardless of where you live, you um, you'll see part of it. But the thing that got me, Victoria, and I'm curious as if this was planned or if this is the way it evolved, is that it shows that regardless of what all is going on in the world, that there truly is nothing like home. And just rediscovering what home looks like and what that means to you. Was that something you knew you wanted to bring into this or it just evolved with the story? I think it, I think yes and no. It was another thing, you know, writing for me, and it's different for every writer, is sort of, it's kind of a, I don't know, I'm thinking of lost for words, but it's like a, it, a regurgitation, for lack of better, of like all that's going on in my head. And I think at the time when I started that um, book, I was, you know, setting up my life. I was getting married. I was having babies. My mother passed away. We had a pandemic. There were things going on. And so a, a stability sense of home and self was sort of a um, a theme that was going on in my life anyway. And so, of course, it bled into the book. But I think, yes, I mean, home is really important. And the home doesn't necessarily mean, like, where you're from, but it also means, like, your nest, where you feel safe, where you're going to root. Um, and I think where you're going to root is sort of a secondary theme in this because it's whether does she go back to New York or does she stay on Sullivan's Island and help her family um, and what's important to her. You know, your personal goals yeah. and, and what you want to do, I think, is also a sense of home. I totally yeah. agree with that, and I thought about that with Magnolia and thinking about myself and what I've said to people as well because I moved back to Mississippi, and people were like, why are you going yeah. back to Mississippi with what you do? Home. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I mean, and then, too, and for me, I think the other side of it is, and I see this with this family, Victoria, is it reminds people of what's possible regardless of where you are. 
And I think so many times we think success is equated with a place instead of a state of mind. And it seems like this family gets that now, right? That is 100% the main, the main theme. That's what the book is really about, is that you don't have to go very far to find success and, and live out your dreams. You can have it in your own backyard. Yeah. Coming home is, is – I, I did the same thing, although I went back to Charleston. Home, I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, but I spent every summer in the low country. I went to college here. And then I left back to New York, and I was like, no, this isn't for me. I, I miss the low country. This is my home. This is the land of my ancestors, my people. Like, I feel a connection with this place. And it was, I was a chef in New York, like Maggie. And so, you know, I wanted to do that in Charleston. And Charleston's a big boom in food town. So, like, why couldn't I do that here? You know, so that was sort of my beginning of this book. Of course, I obviously am not a chef anymore, um, but I think this book is sort of a way I'm dealing with that breakup. But, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you can find everything you need. And success, like you said, is a state of mind. It's in your heart. It's a peace that you, that you get to. It's a sense of peace with yourself and resolve. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's the big thing. You brought up something I definitely want to wrap up with, uh, Victoria, because, I mean, to come out of the gate with a book like this, you mentioned already working on the next book. Um, yeah. Are you feeling any extra pressure? I know this book literally just – but this is just, just a typical reader speaking here. We will congratulate you on a great book, but then the next question is going to be, well, when's the next one coming? <laughs> coming out so are are you feel are you feeling the angst of that already as you enjoy this moment of this book you know um i'm going to answer that two ways first i wish everyone would read a lot slower because it took me seven years to write so if y'all could just slow down that would be really helpful um the second way is i'm a bit of a monster when it comes to um personal goals like maggie very ambitious and so writing these books is, I mean, yes, I'm so happy to make everybody happy. And, yes, they want another book. And I would love to, you know, have a book every summer so you could take me to the beach every summer. And that's my goal. But I also want to see if I can do it for myself. It's a personal goal for me. I want to, I want to get these stories out because they're itching inside of me. You know, it's like I – it is ambitious to try to publish a book a year, especially with two small children living in the house yeah. and a husband and dogs and everything else. But I think – I, I, yes, there is pressure, but it's, I think I put more pressure on myself than anyone ever could. So I don't really feel pressure from the outside. I feel pressure from the inside. And I think that's how I'm able to do what I do because I just, you know, work really, really hard. Um, but I also really want to make people proud of me. You know, one of the things that we haven't talked about, which is actually shocking, is that my whole, the whole influence of my mother's career when my from having her, I inherited an entire audience of people, and so I owe it to them to make them proud because they're reading this first book because they loved her, you know. So I really want that. I feel that pressure, but it's not really pressure because they're so lovely. I have the most incredible, like I don't want to say fan base because I don't. I'm not you know anyone famous, but like I have an audience readership. Um, they are just like normal lovely women and men that like care about me as a person and so they're cheering me on so i gotta keep going you know Mm. well i have a confession to make uh victoria i purposely did not mention your mother in the in the conversation i will tell you why that and 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 i i do this anytime i'm interviewing someone who is in the public as a family member of the public because i think a lot of times 
they can get lost in the conversation about the other person. And yeah, sure. I feel like this is their moment. And so I, when I was doing the prep, I thought, you know, I sure, you know, people, and I, and I knew people would know who your mother was, yeah, well, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, so so I so I wanted this to be your time because deservedly so it is, you know, with the debut novel and and so when you said that I wanted to make sure you did, I wasn't in no way discounting uh her oh, no, but no, I I no, God. Yeah. No, yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. It's it, but yeah. you know, for me like this and this is a personal thing for me, I honor her with my work and I move forward right. because of her. I'm carrying on a legacy. So right. you know, I come I come from her. I'm 2.0. You know, I'm like right. <laughs> I'm the next version, and I think that is also part woven into my story is that legacy and heritage and and things that are important um, within your family are something you take on into the next generation. And so I never get upset when someone brings up my mom because and yes, this is my moment. I wrote this book. <laughs> like my yeah. fat butt was in the chair for seven years writing this. No one did this for me. Um, she's with me every day. You know, she's in my head. She's in my heart. She's, there's nothing. I, I am who I am quite literally because of her, you know, so right. I stand with her. I stand next to her. You know, I stand for her now. Um, so for me, it's okay to talk about, but I, but I actually really respect that you didn't bring her up because it's, you know, it's also kind of a hot topic. I mean, it's like emotional. I was on another interview a couple of days right. ago and we all started crying. I was like, damn. Yeah, it's and I did my my audience, my regular audience is used to that. Me doing it that way, uh, Victoria. But I did yeah. I did want to say to you that uh, you know it was because I do I I I I have experienced I've seen that happen with other people, and I think you know what I thought this was supposed to be about <laughs> yeah. you know about about yeah. them you know yeah. it, 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 it and but so I, I you know I I'm sorry go ahead. No, I just, I just, I mean, I don't think that way. I think most people would think that way. So that makes sense that you would think that too. But like, mm-hmm. I, maybe it's part of like being a mother and living this like extreme selfless life for when you sacrifice gotcha. everything for two other beings that like, I will always, I think I'm probably more respectful of my mom now that she's in heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm. gotcha. I get it. Like, I think I'm more like, oh, we owe it to her. Look at all the work she did. Like, you know, I mean, I'm doing what she did. And and right. it's I can't imagine her writing a book with my sassy butt in the house. You know, I mean, geez, how mm. did she ever get anything done? <laughs> well, that brings up I, I thought about when you said that an interesting exchange. I won't even bring it up here, but with uh, Maggie and her mom and yeah. them expressing their love for each other, um, but also mm-hmm. the other, you know, what they realize they could be to each other as well. You know, I, I think yeah. that is, I, I think that's something that so many people can relate to Victoria's. I'm so glad that you were sharing that. And I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to discuss this book because there really is, there's so many different layers here that I think people can take away. Is it a book that's entertaining? Yes. But it also is so, I think, engaging in that there are people who will see themselves in this, um, yeah. either literally or aspirationally. And I think, and just I think the big message of showing that life does go on, regardless of where you yeah. are. You know, li- life definitely goes on. So, kudos to you again, everyone. Victoria Benton Frank has been our guest. My Magnolia Summer is the book. It's out now. Of course, wherever you buy your books, of course, our friend is Amazon.com. But you could also get it from your favorite bookstore. And I should say, Amazon makes an appearance in this book too, which I like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so make sure you guys get your copy. You know, my, my my husband's like, oh, look, another package every day. Like, so I think Diet Coke and Amazon is going to wind up in every one of my books. It's just, hey, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Victoria, how can they stay connected with you? Um, Facebook, uh, Facebook usually, although they put me in jail right now. I don't know why. Um, but okay. you can find me on Yeah, who knows? We're We're fighting with them right now. Um, Instagram is the best way to get to me. I seem to be the most active on that. Um, so okay. Instagram at Victoria Benton Frank. Um, my website, which I will be doing a newsletter eventually um, when I get some time. So those two places are probably the easiest. Um, and then on my mom's Facebook too, on Dorothy Benton Frank. Uh, you can also – I manage that page as well. So you can get in contact okay. in lots of ways. Awesome. Well, congratulations again. Looking forward to staying connected with you. And we will have you back when you're ready for the next book. Thank you so much. And I will say, like, I really appreciate all the touches and, that you saw in this book and the layers that you saw, because it's not just a beach read, although I have no problem right. being a beach read. Um, mm-hmm. But I really do appreciate this. This was a great interview and great question. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. that. That's what we try to do around here. I appreciate you, you saying that. And we definitely thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. If you guys did come in late on the radio side, the podcast link is already posted on our social media. We've also tagged Victoria on Instagram. So make sure you guys, if you're following us there, make sure you guys do. Make sure you head over and follow her as well. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.